his advice a bit If anything's broken, son Put some ice on it We've all heard this saying at least once in our life But how helpful really is ice? Hi, my name is Andrew Campbell And on today's episode, we will be talking about a new discovery And one of the most fundamental recovery devices in sports medicine Ice Almost every athlete or active person has gotten a muscular injury in their life, whether it be a pull, tear, sprain, or just a cramp. With these injuries comes the phrase, put some ice on it. This method of treatment for muscular injuries has gone untested for decades. But a group of researchers from Kobe University is refuting this ancient claim that icing muscular injuries helps recovery. Muscular injuries encompass a whole range of severity and causes. However, the treatment is usually consistent with the RICE method, which is the rest, ice, compression, and elevation. Although icing injuries is such a common practice, not much is known about its long-term effects on the recovery of the injury. As we know from other injuries or dermal issues, ice reduces inflammation and swelling. However, we also know The body is a well-built machine with every action and reaction occurring for a reason. This is where the issue of ice comes into play. Although applying the ice reduces swelling and inflammation, this inflammation has a purpose. It allows the body to heal itself and repair tissue, therefore suppressing this process with ice will elongate the healing process. Although it's hard to believe, the swelling you are always told to put ice on actually helps you to heal. Therefore, ice can constrict blood flow and slow down recovery. Up until this point, this was just a theory. But the team at Kobe University set to put a final nail in the coffin. To do this, they collected mice muscles that had been electrically damaged to stimulate a severe muscle injury. They harvested the damaged muscles, and from there, they followed the clinical procedure of ice three times a day for 30 minutes for two days. After two weeks of recovery, the results were seen. Muscles recover from an injury by rebuilding the damaged area, and the ice muscles only had small regenerative fibers, while the non-ice group contained medium to large-sized muscle fibers. This means the muscle group that did not receive the ice was farther along in the recovery process and consequently proves that ice inhibits recovery. But don't just believe me and the team at Kobe University. Dr. Marcus, a physical therapist, provides his input on the decision whether to ice or not to ice the muscular injuries. So, very importantly, when you have that injury, you're hurt, you're told a lot of times, ice it, right? Ice it. And the evidence right now, unfortunately, is quite mixed about how much of a solid go-to icing really is. Uh, what we got to think about, okay, is you have an injury. There's going to be swelling. Now, if there is swelling, your body is creating that swelling to provide more blood flow to that region. More blood flow brings actual healing factors to that region. And if you continuously have more blood flow to that region, you can actually heal a little bit faster. So, should you ice after an injury? Well, uh, according to this idea, probably not. Because All right. But how does this increase in blood flow and inflammation actually help recovery? During the recovery process, inflammatory cells gather at the site of the injury to remove unwanted debris from the muscle to begin rebuilding the damaged area. When ice is applied, these inflammatory cells aren't able to reach the site of injury. Think of the inflammatory cells as cars on a highway. When ice is applied, the amount of lanes on the highway decreases, 
therefore blocking the majority of the inflammatory cells from reaching the site of injury. Macrophages are a specific cell that travels to the site of injury. The presence of these inflammatory macrophages allows for the production of growth factors called insulin-like growth factors, or IGF-1. These growth factors greatly increase the rate of muscle regeneration and recovery by increasing cellular growth and division. These growth factor proteins work by binding to the specific cell, in this case it would be the muscle cell, and once binding occurs, the receptor is activated and a signal is sent to stimulate cellular proliferation, which is the growth and division of a cell. Once this increase in growth and division is activated, muscle fibers are able to grow at an increased rate. Growth hormones are essential to being able to regulate and function cell division and cell survival. IGF-1 and many other growth factors are what stimulate and inhibit cell growth, migration, and many other cellular activities. Therefore, the presence of IGF-1 in muscle recovery is very important and using ice will decrease the concentration of this growth factor, which in turn slows muscle regeneration. Therefore, without the inflammatory macrophages, repair is not promoted. And without the inflammatory macrophages, phagocytosis, or the engulfing of the unwanted debris cannot occur as efficiently, which delays the formation of new muscle fibers. Ice has always had a common place in medicine and sports. However, this new research is beginning to show that this old tradition of rice, or rest, ice, compress, and elevate, is not beneficial to the recovery of the muscle. So what is the best method of muscle recovery? Well, although inflammation is good, too much or too little can slow recovery. Signs of inflammation are like a car's dashboard engine light. It tells you that something is wrong, but your response is not to take the ball about because that's not the problem. Instead, you look at what caused the light to turn on. In the case of an acute muscle injury, this check engine light will eventually turn off. Therefore, resting, and in some cases, even applying heat therapy to promote blood circulation and inflammation can be beneficial. However, in cases of chronic inflammation, being able to understand that prolonged inflammation is actually detrimental to the muscle fibers is important in choosing your method of treatment. However, this isn't to say that ice has its benefits as well. Icing an injury within the first 48 hours can reduce the amount of secondary tissue damage. The best way to help recover is to first realize if there's too much swelling and deciding to reduce the inflammation to a safe and reasonable amount to not cause damage, but to still encourage recovery. Next, applying heat in some cases can help to improve blood flow and recovery. In the end, it all depends on the severity and cause of the injury. If there's enough pain to where you need a pain reliever such as ibuprofen, then go for it. But just know that it is an anti-inflammatory and could prolong recovery. If the injury is not as severe and your main priority is recovery rather than pain relief, resting and staying hydrated is the best option for you. It is amazing to see how basic ideas in medicine are being challenged still, even in 2021, and I wonder what other discoveries will be made in the future. Our bodies have crazy ways of being able to treat itself without the help of external forces, so maybe next time you get a muscular injury, you must answer the question, to ice or not to ice. Thank you.